It's great to be back on Search the Scriptures today with all of our listeners. We're so thankful that you're there. We appreciate you tuning in each day to listen to this program, to open up God's Word and study with us from this, those rich teachings and truths. What a blessing it is that we have this opportunity to be together each day, to open up God's Word so freely on such a widespread basis as the radio and be able to reach out to so many people on such a continual basis with those rich teachings and truths that God has communicated to us in Scripture, His Word. We're thankful to have that opportunity. We're thankful that you're there. We know that many of you are listening daily or close to it. Others are listening frequently as you have the opportunity. And then there are always new listeners, and we're thankful for every single one of you. And we pray, and we really do pray for you diligently. We pray that our time is valuable for you in that it is helping you come closer to God by teaching his word accurately and effectively and thereby helping your faith grow stronger. That is our prayer. And that ultimately, that's going to help you get to the point where you're going to come to God all the way through his son, your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness and salvation that the gospel message offers you. That's our prayer. Dennis Stackhouse, great to be back, back with you today, brother. Thank you, Gary. This is once again a blessing for me as I join you on the program today and have the opportunity to proclaim God's word for our listening audience. We are thankful that you've tuned in to search the scriptures. And as always, we do hope the time is going to be beneficial for you. And you know, I often think, Gary, I really hope through the efforts we're making here on Search the Scriptures, our listeners are coming to better understand just how much God loves each one of them, how much he cares for them, and how he demonstrated that love by giving his son and our Savior, Jesus Christ, on the cross at Calvary. You know, to try to describe a love like that, I often feel inadequate to do so. I, I don't think there are enough words with which we can do that. And yet, God loves us to such a great extent, he made that ultimate sacrifice by giving his son to pay the price for our sins. And when I say our sins, I mean for each and every one of us individually, whoever have lived who are currently living, or whoever will live. A love like that really is beyond comprehension. It is. The best we can do is try to understand it to the limited capability that we have as mortal beings. That's right. But we're talking about the love of deity, mm -hmm. and that, of course, is infinite yes. in nature. Mm -hmm. Dennis, we want to talk about love. We want to talk about love that is not just a feeling, mm -hmm. an emotion, but a love that is heartfelt plus action-packed. Yes. And that action is action of obedience, dedication, mm -hmm. commitment. Yes, it is. In Matthew chapter 22, verses 35 through 38, Jesus was asked the question, what is the great commandment in the law? And he responded by saying, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. Yes. 
In other words, with every bit of your being, because that covers the emotional, certainly, and also the intellect and the spiritual side of us. Yes, it does. So we should love, the God, love God with everything that we are. Everything that we are, everything we have, everything we will ever be. Yes. God should be number one in our lives. Absolutely. Now, we're talking about setting our heart or our mind on God. Yes. So many people, they want to get to heaven, but they're on the wrong road. Yes, it's unfortunate, but that's the case. Jesus said so in he Matthew did. chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. He said that you got these two roads, and they're the only two. Mm-hmm. And one is wide and open, no speed limits, no rules, wherever you want to go, do whatever you want, but that road's leading to hell. It does. Eternal destruction, condemnation. Mm-hmm. The other road is straight, narrow. It's the way of truth. Mm-hmm. But that road gets you to heaven. Yes, it does. And in making those statements, Jesus also indicated that there are many, and more than likely we should understand that the vast majority are traveling that wide road that leads to destruction. Few, the minority, are traveling the narrow road that leads to heaven. Most are on the wrong road. Yes. Now, that would be a surprise to many of those who are on that wrong road. I'm sure it would be. But they're still on the wrong road. Yes. So we need to make sure that we've got our focus right, Mm -hmm. that we're living in the right direction, and that the end of the road that we're on in our life is a road that will end, end up in heaven. That's that straight and narrow. Yes, it is. We've got to live by God's will, by Mm -hmm. his teachings. We've Mm -hmm. got to live by his roadmap, Mm -hmm. and that's found only in the scriptures. Yes, it is. That's where we need to go if we want to find out how to walk that particular road. So a heart, a mind set on God. Jesus said in the Beatitudes in Matthew 5 and verse 8, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Yes. That's a mindset, isn't it? It really is. It really is. And if I'm not mistaken, if we went back to the original language, that word pure is actually speaking about something that is unmixed or unadulterated, something that is totally, completely pure. Interesting concept. Mm -hmm. It makes me think of some of the sacrifices that were offered to God in Old Testament times. Yes. They were to be unspotted. Unblemished. That's right. They were to be perfect. That, that's right. The, the people couldn't just go out in the field and pick the runts of the litter. Nor the lame. Nor the lame, mm-hmm. nor the sick. Nor the blind. That's, they, they had to take the best. That's right. And offer the best to God. Right. So many of us, we want to live our lives, and oh, even this begrudgingly, to a great extent, give him just the leftovers. Yes, it's unfortunate, but I'm afraid that's the case for many of us. Yes, the leftovers of our life. Mm -hmm. Whatever time I have left over from when I've done everything that I want to do, Mm -hmm. whatever energy I have left when I've expended all of the energy I want to expend, bringing pleasure to my life and taking care of the things I want to take care of, Mm -hmm. whatever material blessings that I have left over when I've spent everything I want to spend on everything I want, Mm -hmm. well, then I'll give you some of that, Lord. 
And that's not, that's not adequate. That's not acceptable. Mm -hmm. That's not loving God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. No, it isn't. God has to come first. He demands that. He expects that and he deserves that. Yes. Now, a heart that is set primarily on worldly things is a heart that is carnal. Mm -hmm. It is of the world. Its focus is on the pleasures of this life and the things of this world. Yes. And Paul said in Romans chapter 8 and verses 5 through 7 that such a heart or lifestyle is at enmity or in a position of strife against God. And he also said it leads to death. Leads to death. Yes. The wise man told us in Proverbs 23 and verse 7, very succinct, wherever we've got our heart, mm -hmm. that's where our life is. Yes. As he thinks within his heart, so is he. Yeah. We're not going to live a different life than we have focus for in our life, in our heart, in our mind. Exactly. Wherever our primary mindset is, mm -hmm. that's the kind of life we're going to live. Yes, that certainly is correct. So when somebody is living a life where they're always getting into trouble, always mm -hmm. having problems, uh, always in positions of grief or causing grief to others, upset, getting into all kinds of... of uh, uh, violent situations, yeah, they need to stop and ask themselves, where's my focus? Where's my heart? Where's my mindset? Mm -hmm. Because they're reaping the consequences of their very mindset. That's exactly right. You know, we read in our last program from Galatians chapter 6, verses 7 and 8, and we found there that whatever we sow, we reap. That's right. And we understand that principle. Yep. You don't, you don't get corn from soybean seeds. No, you don't. You don't grow wheat from corn seeds. No. You reap what you sow. Exactly. You sow weeds in your life, you're going to have a life full of weeds. That's right. And not anything else. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, let's, let's go on. Let's look at James chapter 4 and verse 4. Adulterers and adulteresses... Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever, therefore, wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Here's another passage, Dennis, that makes it crystal clear. It shows us that there are only two alternatives in life, only two ways to go. Mm -hmm. One way is toward God in heaven, walking with him. Yes. The other way is toward sinfulness, unrighteousness, unfaithfulness to God. It's a way of destruction, as Jesus pointed out in, in Matthew 7, verses 13 and 14, and it leads to eternal condemnation in hell. Yes, that's right. We can put it another way. One way walks with God. The other way walks away from God. Yes, I think that's a good way to look at it. It's the ways of the world. Mm -hmm. When we're walking in the ways of the world, we're walking away from God, and mm -hmm. we are at strife in our lives mm -hmm. against God. We're his enemy. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right, because that's the way of sin. Yes. Now, if we're walking in the ways of the world, we need to face a stark reality. John writes about this reality in 1 John chapter 2, verses 15, 16, and 17. 
He said, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. Boy, what a rich three verses of Scripture. Yeah, that's for sure. Now, one thing we need to understand is that last verse, verse 17 of 1 John chapter 2, where John says, clearly, the world is passing away. Mm-hmm. But he who does the will of God abides forever. Yes. Now, there are those two clear, different routes or courses mm-hmm. that we can take in life. And the only two. The only two. There's not a third one that's there mentioned not. there. No. That was the same two ways that Jesus talked about in Matthew 7, verses 13 and 14. Mm-hmm. So the world is passing away, but he who walks with God will live forever. Yes. Now go back there to verses 15 and 16. Boy, John says succinctly, do not love the world mm-hmm. or the things in the world. Yes. And if anyone loves the world... Now, surely John got that next part right, wrong. <laughs> well, some people would like to believe he did, but he didn't. He said the love of the Father is not in him. So if anyone loves the world, mm-hmm. that's his focus in life. Absolutely. That's the direction he's taking. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter how much he stands up and pounds his chest and shakes his fist and spits, you know, out as he exclaims emphatically, I love God with all my heart. No, Mm -hmm. John says there, and he's writing God's word, incidentally, Mm -hmm. inspired word from God. Mm -hmm. If you love the world, you don't love the Father. You don't love God. That's right. You can protest all you want. It does not change the fact of the matter. No, it really doesn't, Gary. And In all honesty, there's no way that people can hide that. You know, as you said, the person may verbalize, yes, I love God, I want to be with him in heaven, and yet, through their actions, they can so clearly deny God and the fact that they love him. Yes. Well, John says, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, All this is part of the world. Mm -hmm. It's all part of worldliness, worldly living, living by the ways of the world. He says that's not of the Father. Yes. It's of the world. Yes, that's right. You know, along this line, we can read in Titus chapter 1, verse 16, where Paul was speaking about some false teachers. And he said, they profess to know God. In other words, they verbalize it, but... In works, they deny him. So they talk a good game, but they weren't following through with it. No, and their lifestyle demonstrates where their real love is. Exactly. And their real dedication. Mm -hmm. Very, very well put. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 4 and verses 23 through 24. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that you put on the new man which was created according to God 
in true righteousness and holiness. I'm sorry, we should have started with verse 22 because that, that is important. That kind of sets it up there. Okay. That you put off concerning your former conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Now, the Apostle Paul here is making distinction between, again, not surprisingly, two kinds of focus in life. Yes. Two lifestyles. Mm -hmm. And he says, if you really want to walk with God, if you want to get to heaven, you need to put on that new man. You've got to become a new person. Mm -hmm. You've got to put off that old man, the Mm -hmm. ways of the world, the way you used to live. Yes. A focus on the things of this world. And you've got to focus on walking with God, God's way. Yes. That's got to become your focus. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, then you will get to heaven. You will live a life that is blessed by God. Mm -hmm. In Romans chapter 12 and verse 2, once again, we get this concept of a different mindset. And how is it put there? And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Once again, the contrast between two ways of life. Do not be conformed to this world. Now, we've already read enough passages of Scripture, enough texts in God's Word to understand the danger of being conformed to this world. The ways of this world are going to lead to destruction. Mm -hmm. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. Changed, in other words. Mm -hmm. And that's going to come how? Through a renewing of our mind. That's right. A focus on God and godliness, God's ways for our lives. In Romans chapter 13 and verse 14, what does Paul write? But put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lusts. So put on the Lord Jesus Christ... That happens when we're baptized into him, Mm -hmm. Galatians 3 and verse 27. Mm -hmm. As many of us as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Mm -hmm. So when we're baptized into Christ properly, that's when we put him on. And that's what Paul says here to the Romans. Mm -hmm. Put on Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lusts. Mm -hmm. Don't try to toe the line here and, and see how close you can get to living a worldly lifestyle without quite crossing over and doing it. Now, you're, you're liable to fall over the edge. Don't make provision for the flesh. Don't mm-hmm. leave the opening in your life to continue to live in those worldly ways because that ultimately puts you against God and leads you to destruction. Yes, it does. Uh, James put it in James chapter 1, verse 8, that such an individual is double-minded Yes. And he's unstable in all his ways. That's exactly right. You cannot walk with God and with the devil at the same time. No. In Galatians 5, verses 16 and 17, what do we read? I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. So the fleshly side of life and the spiritual side of life are at odds with each other. 
Absolutely, they are. And if we want to get to heaven, we're going to have to focus on God. We're going to have to love him with all of our heart, with all of our mind, with all of our soul. We're going to have to set our mind. We're going to have to set our heart Mm -hmm. on God and living for him. Yes. Now, let's go back to the Old Testament and look at a particular passage here. 1 Samuel 16 and verse 7. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees, for man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And this was the occasion when Samuel was sent by God to anoint David as king over Israel. Yes, Samuel did not know it at that point when he went on this mission, but that's exactly right. And so David's father began parading his sons, Mm -hmm. all except David, before Samuel. And Samuel saw this one boy and he said, oh, that surely that looks like a king. Probably handsome, big, tall, because Mm -hmm. that was the kind of kingly appearance in the culture of that day. Yes. But God says, that's not the one. Mm -hmm. Man looks on the the outward appearance. I look in the heart. That's not the one I want. Boy, how instructive that is. It is. And there's our principle, you see. Mm -hmm. You have to have your heart, your mind set on God. Mm -hmm. And then Luke 16 and verse 15. And he said to them, you are those who justify yourselves before men, but God knows your hearts. For what is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. And how true is that last statement? Oh, my. Things that are highly esteemed in the eyes of mankind, so often are an abomination before God. Mm -hmm. And yet society accepts them, Mm -hmm. even admires them. Oh, yes. Maybe seeks after them. And yet they are utterly contrary to God's will. Yes, that's right. An abomination before God. Mm -hmm. Well, God looks on the heart. God sees the real person, the inner person. Not just the one that's spouting off verbally. Yes. The real person, the real motivation, Mm -hmm. the real inner essence. That's what God sees. Yes, he does. We need to have our heart, our mind set on God if we want to be with God in heaven for eternity. Now, we'll continue this study next time. We encourage our listeners to contact us right away and ask for that free Bible study. It'll help you. Get on and stay on the right road with the right focus, the road that will lead you to eternity with God in heaven. Contact us right away.